you are about to watch Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. As he brings to you a message from God's word, that will build you up and make you complete in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15 verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. We pray that as you watch this teaching you will receive the empowerment to bear much fruit in Christ. Now listen. Now what is the word compensation? What does the word compensation mean? Right. And let's go straight to the dictionary again. The Merriam Webster dictionary defines compensation as this. It says, compensation means to provide something good as a balance against something bad or undesirable. To provide something good as a what? Balance. See the word balance came in? Against something bad or undesirable. It also needs to make up for something different, for some defect or weakness. Are we together? So when something bad happens to somebody, amen, you have to, the act of providing something good to make up for that bad thing that happened to you is called what? Compensation. Are you getting it? Amen. Praise God. And um, God is in the business of compensating his own children. Are you understand what I'm saying? God does not want to feel bad all the rest of your life because of some bad things that happen to you. Somebody said something, he said, if you are still unhappy, it means that you have not yet been compensated. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. Some of us have been through some bad things in life and we are not yet happy because of those bad things. Why? Because we have not yet been what? Compensated. Are you getting it tonight? But with this teaching tonight, we begin to understand that God is in the business of compensating his children. But one of the things we must understand is that most times we pray and expect God to compensate us in our own desired way. Are you understanding? We, we want a particular way we want God to compensate us. God, for this thing I've suffered, give me this. But most of the time, God does not want to do the work. Are you understanding? When we do this, most of us, we fix our minds on what we want from God and how we want God to answer us. Are you getting what I'm saying? So because we 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 we, um, we pray and expect God to compensate us, we fix our mind on how we want Him to ask, answer us and what we want for Him to do for us. It's not a bad idea to do it, but I will not give you um, that as your basis of de demanding for compensation. Why? Because God is not you, and God has a plan that is better than your plan. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you getting me? God is not you, and God has a plan like that. Sometimes it works for some people, but don't use that as a basis to hold your conclusion. And we learn that from that teaching tonight. And because most of the times, Christians, like I've always told myself, another man's testimony is not your basis for faith. Are you getting me? The word of God is your basis for what? Faith. You don't build your faith on another man's testimony. Are you getting what I'm saying? You build your faith on the word of God. Some people have entered into problems because they are simply building their faith on another man's testimony. God, you did it for brother A like this. You must do it for me like that. Are you God? Are you the one to determine how God will do it for you? Are you getting it? And at the end of the day, when God does not do it like that for you, you now feel that God is impartial. Sorry, sorry, that God is partial and God is not fair. And God is not faithful. No. If he did it for brother A like that, he may not do it for you like that. 
The one thing for sure is that he will compensate you. How he compensates you should not be your prayer point. But your prayer point and prayer focus should be God compensates me simply. Are you understanding? Yes. Praise God. This is one of the errors that has struck the church, and that's why we are having challenges in getting our answers to prayer. Because let me tell you something when you pray, you must believe you have received, and then you receive. Are you getting me? Right positioning is what brings about answers to prayer. If you are not positioned rightly for your answer to prayer, no matter how long you pray, you will not still get your answer to prayer because you are not rightly what positioned. I know something. That's why many people they are praying and God has sent their answer to prayer. Yet because they are not positioned spiritually and mentally and physically, their answer to prayer will stand front. The, at their phone and they will not still see it. Are you getting me? Yes. To stand face to face with them and yet they will not see why. Because they have a fixed mindset on how they want God to do what? To answer them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Flexibility to God is the best thing that can happen to a man. Are you getting me? The Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall grant you desires of the heart. The word delight there in the English actually means to be excited. Is that not so? Is that not so? But if you go to the original Hebrew, the Hebrew word for delight, in the one of the synonyms that I explain it means to be flexible. Are you getting it? So it was, it was actually saying, Be flexible in God, and then if you do what? We grant you desires of the heart. I never something. But if you are too rigid with God, sorry, you will not see the desires of your heart. I never something. And that's the problem with many Christians. They are too rigid. God bless me like this, or don't bless me at all. Are you God? I don't know that means I will compensate you. Are you getting me? Yes. And because of this, we get our hopes dashed and our expectations unmet. Because God does not compensate us in which we expect Him to compensate us in most cases. Are you getting me? He doesn't compensate us the way we expect Him to compensate us. The reason for this is God's ways and thoughts are different from ours. Isaiah 55 is to that. His ways and thoughts are different from ours. Look at verse 8 and 9. It says, and it says For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see that? My thoughts are what? And not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Say the Lord. It says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Can you measure the distance between earth and heaven? Is it, is it five kilometers? Is it ten kilometers? Eh? Is it hundred miles? The distance between the earth and the heaven is just a glimpse. God is just trying to see. God, most of the time, when God uses this, He just trying to give you something that you can comprehend. Because if He tells you, you can't comprehend. See, if He tells you, my thoughts and your thoughts are too far. You cannot expect understand. So let me give you something, a picture representation, so you can a little comprehend what I'm saying. 
if you can see the distance between the earth and even the cloud, it's not, it's not 10 kilometers. Is it 10 kilometers? Yeah, what about the distance between the earth and the heaven? That's how far the way God thinks from the way. And until you come to understand that that is how far your thought is from God, you will not understand the way God compensates. Are you getting me? You should not use your limited mind to determine God's compensation for you. Something bad has happened to you. Yes, I thank you, God. God compensates me. How he will compensate you? When he will compensate you? The manner in which he will compensate you, that is not you to dictate. And you get what I'm saying? When you understand this principle as a Christian, it makes your Christian work and your Christian life much more enjoyable. Because many Christians are living frustrated Christian lives. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are living frustrated Christian lives because they are trying to make or compensate them the way they want God to compensate them. But my brother, he doesn't want that. Are you understanding? Are you getting it? Amen. One of the person who enjoyed God's compensation, but she never knew she enjoyed his compensation was Leah. And Leah lived, which I mean, lived her life frustrated, though she was being compensated. That should not be a portion of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. She lived frustrated, though she was being what? Compensated. And if you want to live like Leah, Charlie. God will be compensating you, yet you will be frustrated. Are you understanding? Because you have a fixed mindset on how you want God to compensate you. Are you getting it? Praise God. Hallelujah. But you must delight yourself in the Lord. You must be flexible. Now let's understand something about Leah. Leah was Jacob's wife, his first wife. That was the wife he married at night. Remember the story? After he worked for a vacant for seven years, and then the largest Richard, son Rachel, for seven years, and then the night of marriage, uh, his father-in-law his father and his uncle Laban dressed Leah and covered her face and gave Leah to him to get married to at night. And uh, by the next morning, he saw that he had slept with Leah instead of Rachel, and he was swindled and deceived. Amen to Jesus. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. So, Leah happened to be his first wife. Let's understand the person of Leah, and then we move on to understand the God's compensation plan as using her story. Now, Leah means weary or tired. And name means weary or tired. Are you getting it? Amen. And the next thing to also understand about Leah was that Leah had tender eyes. What tender there in the, in the uh, Hebrew is what rack. And rack means soft, tender, delicate, weak. Leah had weak eyes. She had soft eyes. She had delicate eyes. Genesis 29 verse 17 makes us understand that. It says, Leah was tender eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well favored. Wow. Wow. Amen. Now, let me use some other translation. That's in Germany. Let me use the Bible in basic English and the international standard version. Bible in basic English says, And Leah's eyes were clouded, but Rachel 
was fair in face and form. Wow. Praise God. Leah, the ISB says, Leah looked rather plain. But Rachel was lovely in form and appearance. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So Leah had weak, delicate, and soft eyes. Her eyes were delicate, they were soft, they were weak. Now, Leah had a lot of disadvantages surrounding her. That was why she needed to be compensated by God. Are you understanding? Compensation is the hard cry of anyone who has had disadvantages. Are you understanding? Leah had tender, delicate, weak eyes because theologians believed that she had cried for a long period in prayer for her husband. Are you understanding? Are you getting me? Her eyes became weak because of what? Prayer. Prayers of buying. And what was she praying for? Lord, give me a husband. Why? Because she knew she was not beautiful. She knew she was not good looking. She knew that she was not the kind of lady that any man would want to marry. Are you getting what I'm saying? When she compared herself with her younger sister, she knew that anybody who came into the house would first pick the sister before he picks her. She knew that her chances were minimal to zero. Are you getting what I'm saying? She knew that her, her, her competitor was tough. Now, she cannot stand this competition. She knew it. She knew that from the physical point of view, there was no hope for her to succeed. See, let me tell you something. People who end in the place of prayer are people who know that physically it has failed them. Are you understanding? If you still have hope physically, are you understanding? If you still have belief that things can work out from the physical point of view for you, you will not need to pray. But when you get to a point where you see that, man, Charlie, from the physical standpoint, I am zero. I will not succeed. Nobody will tell you to pray. Are you getting it tonight? Nobody will tell you to what? To pray. When I got to a point in my life, when I looked, knew that physically there was no way I would make it, I entered the place of prayer. Are you getting it tonight? Leah knew that between her, her and her sister, even the father, we even choose the sister first. Are you getting it? Every man will choose the sister first. And she knew that her only hope for getting a husband was the place of prayer. See, child of God, until you get to a point where you know that your only hope for success is calling upon God, you will never be a candidate for God's compensation. Are you getting it tonight? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So Jacob getting married to her was an answer to her prayer. She had prayed for long, I believe for years. She had prayed, only one prayer. Lord, give me a husband. Because I believe that when Leah was walking on the road, people would look at her and this, who would marry this one? People would tell her, actually, see, you'll be, you'll be a single for the rest of your life. So who might have thought that, hey, space that you get. They might have given her different identities. They might have given her different, different nicknames. In fact, it got to a point where I believe that Leah no longer remembered her name again. She only remembered her identity. And you understand what I'm saying now? The, that identity was the identity that people gave to her. She no longer remembered her own personal identity. She only remembered the identity that people gave, that gave to her. Now she reminds me of the blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus had no name. I believe you know that. Yes. The woman with the issue of blood had no name. Their problem was the identity. Their problem was their name. Blind Bartimaeus.
Timaeus means son of Timaeus. So he was called the blind son of what? Timaeus. So he's not recognized in his family. They know his father, but they don't know him. The only thing they know about him was that he was what? He was blind. When you get to a point where the only thing people know about you is your problem, Charlie, that is not a time to cry. It's a time to pray. Are you getting me? That was why when blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing, he said, Charlie, this is the only opportunity I have to, to change my identity. And he cried, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they, they, they tried to shut him up. The more they tried to shut him up, he said, Charlie, on this matter, you cannot shut me up. Because I no longer have an identity. I have a name, but they have refused to address him by my name because of my problem. And he said, on this matter, nobody can shut me up. Jesus, thou son of David, when you hear David, you cannot reject my call. Why? Because that is your lineage name. And that is your name that caused the mercy in you to come to come alive. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And at the point in time, Jesus looked at him and said, somebody is calling me from my village name. He's calling me from an ancestral lineage. I cannot say no to that person. And he said, what will I do for you? And he said, only one thing, my eyes. This is the only stigma in my life. The woman with the issue of blood, she, was, she didn't have a name. They called her the woman with the issue of blood. Her problem was her identity. When she heard Jesus was passing, she said, in the light, there be a stampede. Let the crowd be bigger than any crowd. I don't mind them stampeding me. I don't mind them walking over people. So long as I get my miracle, I can die out of my miracle, but no, so long as I get it. She had a great rich. What was the great rich? The great rich was the people who stampede and march over. I got something. But he said, I don't mind dying, but let me die as a free woman than to live as a woman in bondage. That's the kind of people that Jesus is looking for. Amen. And that was the faith that tapped virtue out of him. I don't mind dying, but let me die as a free woman than to live as a, as, as a woman in bondage. Many people today, they prefer living in bondage than dying free. And let me let you know something, child of God. I prefer to die free than to live in bondage. Are you getting me tonight? So Leah knew that there was no hope for her to get married from the physical point of view. Are you getting something? Some of you today, if not all of us today, if we look at ourselves, from the physical point of view, we do not qualify for some kind of provisions. But you know what favor is? Favor is God giving you unmerited, unmerited favor. That's grace. Grace is God giving you unmerited favor. A favor you don't merit that God gives to you is called grace. And that's why we are products of grace. We don't merit it, but God will give it to us. And we can only attract the, mess, the grace of God in the place of prayer. Are you getting me? Leah knew this. And she prayed. Theologians also believe that she was the God-destined wife for Jacob. She was God-destined wife for what? Jacob. And how can we prove this? Number one, she was the one who was buried with Jacob in the tomb that Abraham built for the generation of couples. Rachel was not buried there. Are you getting me? Jacob did not like her, but she was the will of God for Jacob. Are you getting me? 
Rachel was beautiful, but Rachel was not the will of God for Jacob. Why was she the will of God for Jacob? Why Rachel that Jacob black was not the will of God for Jacob? Why? Prayer. I hear something. Some people may not like you, Charlie, but when you can stay in the place of prayer, then we have no other option to give you what belongs to you. Whether they like your face or not, if you can attract grace in the place of prayer, go return the house of Cyrus, sir, and then we give you what they don't want to give you. And then you say, Amen, this night. Jacob did not like Leah, but Leah was a woman of prayer. And he called Jacob from where he was to where she was. In the place of prayer. She was the only one that was buried with Jacob in the tomb of Corpus that Abraham built for his generation. Go to Genesis 49 verse 31. We see there. It says, Then they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. Then they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried are <laughs> you that? This was a tomb that Abraham built for his generation. It was meant to take a hundred and twenty couples. Are you getting it? But it ended with Jacob. Oh, it just ended with Jacob. After Jacob, no more generations were buried. That was where they lost their meaning, they, 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 they lost their, their, their the, the blessing of marriage. Because no other couple came afterwards, Jacob, into that tomb. He said what? It was in that tomb they buried Abraham and Sarah. Not Abraham and Haggai, no. <laughs> Not Abraham and the other women he had after Sarah died, no. He said there they buried what? Isaac and Rebekah. This talks about destiny couples. This was about couples that were the will of God for each other. And then he said, there I buried what? Leah. In fact, Rachel, Rachel was buried on the grave. She died in the, <laughs> the one he liked the most. She died on the journey. When she gave birth to ben Benjamin, she called him Benoni and she died. And just buried her own place there. And I think the was better said I just buried her somewhere. And then they continued their journey. She couldn't even get to the place where she would be buried with her husband. But Jacob himself, he buried the woman he didn't like in the tomb. Of what? Of generations. Why could she attain the status? Prayer. Are you getting into that? Yes. Number two, Leah gave birth to six sons for Jacob. Why Rachel gave birth to only two? Have you seen that? Yes. So she had more sons for Jacob than what? Than Rachel. So this were signs to show that she was the will of God for what? For Jacob. But how did she push herself from a woman that nobody would want to look at to becoming the will of God for a man? It was the place of prayer. Are you listening to that? Are you listening to that? It was a place of prayer. The place of prayer. I told you a story about a particular man of God. Who is two incisors were removed. So when he preaches, he baptizes all his members with saliva. 
And as a result of that, the members started moving from the front seat to the next row. And from the when they moved to the next row, they felt that, ah, what is happening? These people that they are afraid of us. They okay, let me still go closer to them. As he went closer to them to preach to them, ah, they say, you don't know we are running away from that thing coming out of the mouth. They moved to the next row again. So gradually, you know, when the members are moving from front to back, to back, it means that they are what? They are going. So they were all going. Ah! Until God to a point that is called a challenge. It is this thing that is my, is my predicament. This is my greatest problem. And it's making my child get empty. And he went to God. He went into the fast and he prayed. He went on a retreat and he prayed and prayed. God told my story Change my story. Lord, and as he prayed, three days, on the third day, the Lord spoke to him and said, that same thing that made people run away from you will be the same thing that we attract them to do. Ah, he said, I've heard God, no problem, I'm free. I have heard God, and he came up. Now let me tell you something. That's why I said, when God compensates you, he doesn't do it your way. If that man were to be some of the Christians of the world that be praying, God, give me incisors. Give me two teeth. Makota Lava, Shamana, Jehovah, my God, my God. You are the creator. If you, when, 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 when a part of the body is not there, you have spare parts in heaven. Lord, do creative miracle in my teeth. Let the two teeth grow under these three days now. These three days of prayer, let the two teeth grow in that wisdom these three days and we have seen no results. Pray right. You would have been praying for creative miracle. Whereas, God's compensation for him at that time was not what? Creative miracle. You would have been praying for teeth to grow. And God would say, Of oh, what benefit will it be to your members if your teeth grow? See, when God wants to compensate you, he thinks of the greater benefits, not your own personal benefits. Yes. For him, getting two teeth would have been beautiful and have made him look beautiful. And members will come back. But that was what God was thinking of. And he got, went back. And he began to preach against this condition. This time around, as he was preaching, when the saliva comes out from his two open incisors provision, as he comes out and he touches the sick, the sick gets healed. The saliva will come out again and touch the blind, the blind man is open. Hey! All of a sudden, the members are moving from the back row to the front seat. Hey! It was that serious that when he's preaching, they were moving their head like this. So the saliva would touch them. Charlie preached to my direction. Preach, 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 preach. Let me tell you about it. was that serious that when members come and meet people prayer, they say, Pastor, pray for me. And they say, In Jesus' name, they say, No, Pastor, I need pray. What they mean is, Pastor, let the saliva touch my head. God changed his story in the place of prayer. Charlie. When it looks like you don't have any chances physically, it is your best opportunity. That's your best what? Yeah. When it looks like every physical measure has failed, that is your best opportunity in life. Keep into the spiritual. Enter into the place of prayer. Lock yourself up and soak yourself in prayer. Pray until heaven you get the attention of heaven. Pray until you hear a word from God. Pray until you get a lot of peace. Are you getting me tonight? Are you understand what I'm saying? Now let's look at Leah's challenges. What were her challenges? Days were the 
damages that she suffered, which God compensated her for. What were her challenges? What were her predicament? Well, you can only get God to begin on your matter when you get into the place of prayer. Are you getting it? When your situation is so devastating, when it's so, so helpless and hopeless, that is your best time in life. Are you getting it? What were her challenges? What were her predicaments? Number one, she had tender eyes. She had big eyes. Leah had clouded eyes. Clouded eyes. And clouded eyes means her eyes depicted obscurity. What does obscurity mean? Obscurity is something that is hidden. Are you getting what I'm saying? That means she had a hidden personality. She was just hidden. People, those kind of people that will be in a, a crowd, they will be in, they, if they believe they are the only person in the place, you cannot see what they say. Are you understanding? Yes. They were not noticeable. Her clouded eye depicted obscurity and a difficult to understand personality. Now, when you look at some kind of boy, you discover that they are so difficult to understand. Don't blame them. It is because of some things that have happened in their life. Are you getting me? Some things that have happened in their life, that's why it now looks like they are, they are confused psychologically and emotionally. Are you understanding? For somebody like Le, I won't be surprised she had a difficult personality. Why? Because from the onset, her father must have told her, Charlie, no hope for bright price from you. No hope. Are you getting me? Society must have told her, you are a right off. The only thing she was hearing about her was one bad thing. She never had anything good about herself. So how do you expect her self-esteem to be? Her self-esteem will be very low. And in a bid to help herself, she will make herself difficult to understand. Are you understanding what I'm saying? People that have been abused, people that have been molested, people that have been talked that, that have been talked down upon, people that their self-esteem have been trampled upon, you discover that they could be very nice people, but they could be very difficult to understand. Is that not so? Because society has made a mess of them. Her personality was difficult to understand. And no potential spouse wants to marry such a woman. Does anybody want to marry that kind of woman? Does anybody want to marry that kind of woman? You cannot understand her personality. Today she's, today she's, or tomorrow she's by the side. Let's know she's done. She's not, she's ununderstandable. She's obscured. The more you try to know her, the more you can know her. Are you understanding? I was, I was talking with um, a particular young man, and he, and he, and he called me and he told me, he said, he said, my brother, he said, this lady, I have done everything to show her love, but she's just impossible. I can't just understand her. Are you getting me? When a man gets to that point, pray hard. Are you getting me? He said, I can't understand her. But now, I understood why he could not understand her. Because he doesn't even know her past. Are you getting me? And most of the time some people, they are so held on to their past and their past has become their present. Are you getting me? And it is now becoming their future. So to work with those kind of people, Charlie, you discover that it's almost impossible to understand them. Leah fell into that kind of category. So no man wanted to marry her. In fact, I believe that when Jacob came into the house, he saw her and he knew that was her personality from the beginning. So he didn't want to come close. That was her first disadvantage, her first challenge. Number two, 
Her sister was more beautiful than her. When you enter into a family and the two sisters are beautiful, then you don't have much of a problem. It now becomes a choice issue. You understand what I'm saying? The guy who's coming, she has which one by take. But a situation where one is beautiful is that the one that is coming knows who to take already. This one is a no-go area. So here is a no-go there, don't go there. This one, don't, don't. everybody knows, okay, don't go there. Don't go there. We already got our candidates. Okay. Okay. But I was saying, the year was what? Her, her sister, Rachel, was more beautiful than her. Leah looked, looked plain. This means that she had no patterns, she had no curves, she had no decoration, or any other features in her physiology. Or like Rachel, who had a lovely form. Leah was just plain. Are you getting me? Leah was plain. I don't go there. You know that actually, women are moved by words. Is that also? Yeah. Rachel, are you here with me? Don't lean on that one. That one is a temptation to you. Don't lean on it. Just walk around. The Lord is your strength. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we actually, we know that women are moved by words. Is that also? And men are moved by what you see. Simple. Men are not moved by what they hear. They are not moved by anything. It's just what they see. That's why the song says, I'm not moved by what I see. You better not be moved by what you see. But as men, men are moved by what they see. And so Jacob came into the house and he was moved by what he saw. For what he saw, Leah was a noble area. Don't go there. Don't go there. Rachel, oh, this is the main one. Are you understand what I'm saying? Please come. This is the main one. And so this also discredited Leah. No man wants to look at her. Ha! What a man. What a man. What a man. So from the physical point of view, Leah has no hope. She has no what? She has no hope. Okay. They were in the city. No man might have come to the house to come and say, I want to marry you. Because I, 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 I believe that maybe their father must have been very protective over them. But now somebody came from somewhere and came to the house. Hey! Shalem. To come and have the mind to say what to marry. Everyone look at this. Raquel, don't look at there. This one, she didn't pass at all. She has failed the exam. She has failed. Are you getting what I'm saying? From a physical point of view. See, most of us have this qualification from a physical point of view. People look at us and say, Charlie, you are failed. You don't, don't even take of it. When other people are talking about success, don't talk. Just lose your mind. Are, are you getting it? It's why you fall into this kind of category that you have become a candidate for God's compensation. Are you understanding me tonight? Is somebody getting me tonight? This category is the best category. It's when you are failed totally, that's when you can depend on God. But so long as you still have a little success hanging somewhere, Charlie, you still believe in your success. Are you getting me like So some of us don't want to fail at all. We don't want to look like failure from the physical point of view. 
Uh, if you don't want to live like a very many people, then you are not ready for God to compensate you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So her sister was more beautiful than her. The sister had all the packaging, but she didn't have any packaging at all. She was not packaged. And she knew that no man will look at me because I'm not packaged. Are you understand what I'm saying? I remember once when I was in university, one of my one guy on my campus. We 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 together. He said, he said, he told me, he said, is it good for you to marry a lady that is not packaged? I said, what do you mean? He said, lady that when you see you, nothing moves you. He said, what do you mean? I said, what kind of question is this? He said, because I'm a pastor, does that mean I'm not going to get no questions? I can't remember the answer I gave him, but the answer was not an answer that he really fanatically like. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because even that guy was born again, but even with the born again, they know that they like packaging. The average man likes what? Packaging. She was not packaged. And so, no good there. Number three, her husband hated her. Her husband what? The worst thing to happen to the woman is when her husband hates her. Am I speaking the truth? It's better that she was there. In fact, it's better that she was single, that she didn't marry, than to have a husband later. Jacob's love for beautiful women made him love Raquel to the extent that he worked extra seven years for her. And this also made him hate Leah. Are we together? He loved beautiful women. They gave him Raquel. When he worked for seven years, he was meant to work for Raquel. They gave him Leah. He told the father, no, forget that thing. And love them beautiful. The father said, For you, if you love them beautiful, you have to work extra seven years for me. He said, No, if you love them beautiful, I will work extra seven And for the he was working extra seven years for what was not the will of God. Charlie, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Because it's possible to work over time for what is not the will of God. In his first seven years, he got the will of God. It may look like he got it by himself. Some of the time, the will of God does not come the way you like it. But so long as it's the will of God, accept it and go on. Are you getting me? But he was ready to work extra time for something that was not the will of God. So many times as Christians, we prefer to we prefer to sacrifice instead of obey. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why Samuel told so obedience is better than what sacrifice. We prefer to work extra time for something that is not the will of God than to work just the normal time for the will of God. The plan was seven years. Seven years he got the will of God, but he didn't even know that it was the will of God because after the word concerned, he was not concerned about the will of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Remember, his father married his mother. Any which we don't know, his grandfather, sorry, married his grandmother. Abraham married Sarah. We don't know how God made them you know, to his sister. Status. His stepsister and married her. Somehow that was how God made them meet. It was the will of God that way. But when it was time for his father to get married to his mother, Abraham said, and there's Isaiah also, go and get a wife from my own people. I don't want to eat him. So he, he orchestrated the will of God for what? For his son. Are you getting me? But in Jacob's time, there was no father to orchestrate the will of God for him. Are you understanding? So he entered into the will of God. By divine providence, not knowing that it was the will of God, yet he preferred to go outside the will of God and marry him. Are you understand what I'm saying? And 
because of his love for beautiful women, he hated the will of God. That's the reason why when you are praying most of the time, you must be careful what you love. Because it may make you hate what God's will is for you. Are you getting it? I know something. Praise God. He saw here as an ugly person who was the reason for his suffering for extra seven years. And every time you tell you, you are ugly. And you are the reason for me suffering for extra seven years. Can you imagine? I worked for seven years and I was expecting my Raquel. And they gave me you. You is good for nothing. Ugly woman. You are the reason for every time you after the seven years when you were working, when the seven working the extra time, every day comes back home. You are the reason for my extra suffering. You are the reason for my extra suffering. That was what he was saying now every day. You are the new ugly woman. You are the reason for my extra suffering. Imagine what Leah was going through. Are you gonna think? Receiving those kind of words. Praise God. He saw Leah as the object and tool of deception used by her father to defraud and deceive him. Yes. See, you are the you are the tool. You are the tool your father used to deceive him. So you can imagine the different identities that he was giving to her. Number one, you are the reason for my extra suffering. Number two, you are an agent of deception. You agent of deception. So imagine a husband coming back home and the wife says, welcome on. He says, get out of there. You agent of deception. That's what he saw as. So imagine the kind of love that Leah was in. Are you understand what I'm saying? He saw and used her as an object of sexual and home needs satisfaction. Leah, uh, uh, take care of the house. Leah, uh, do it in room. Leah, do this. Leah, do that. Leah, do that. Leah, do that. Leah, do that. After Leah has worked from morning till night, at night, he, he satisfies his sexual need and he turns, he, he goes to another room. What he kind of man? Are you something? So he never saw her as a human being to be loved and nurtured. Are you saying that? He never saw her as a human being to be loved and nurtured. Now, I don't know. It's only women that can understand these things. Men may not understand it very well. But it's women that can understand what it means to be treated like this. Work for money tonight. Come back. And he doesn't even care. Where did I think? He brings food, he eats food, lie down, he does what he wants to do, and he stands up, and he goes to another room, and goes to sleep. So he doesn't even care that you cleaned the house, he doesn't even care that you did anything, he doesn't even care your food was nice. Nothing. No emotions. Nothing. No care. No love. What a life. What a life. Leah was damaged seriously. Before she got married, she was damaged psychologically. When she got married, even marriage, she was damaged psychologically. What a damage. No one loves an object. Have you seen anybody that loves an object? People children don't love their tongues. They use them, they turn them. After the wife, they break the tongue. When you buy the toy for them, because they see them happy, I see they love that toy so much. By the next day, I have a bad experience. 
a lot of experience, so I don't buy toys again. By the next day, the same toy I told the lagged they start eating on the ground. Boa. Boom. Boom. And they start playing with it. They misuse the toys. And you get what I'm saying? That was what Jacob was doing there. He was using hands and objects and dumping her. Jacob was simply using the air, and this inflicted great emotional and psychological pain on her. This made her feel rejected and made her end up feel hated. I see that? Do you see that? Do you see that? Now, the hatred was so serious that at the point in time, this one is very bad. Leah had to hire her own husband to sleep with her. She had to pay him. Her own husband. She had to pay her own husband to sleep with her. This shows how bad their relationship was and how much she committed Just paint a picture. I know some of us are men, we can understand this. But you may understand it better. Your own husband, you have to pay him to sleep with you. Let's look at the next step in the city. Look at the bedroom. Look at it. See? And Jacob came out of the field in the evening. And Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come in unto me. Can you imagine? For surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. Can you imagine that? So she said, Come. He was coming back from, from, from work. And he said, This night, you must leave it to me. I have. My son went and he got some uh, mandrakes. Mandrakes are cups. Are you getting it? So, so I will, I will, I'm paying you with this cups. Can you imagine? I'm paying you with this cup just for one night. Your own husband. Your own. Not somebody else was going to Are you seeing the level of hatred? Are you seeing the level of hatred? Did we ever hear that Raquel had to hire Jacob to sleep with her? We never saw it in the Bible. But Leah had to hire Jacob for one night, just for one night. That's a level of hatred that Jacob had to What was worse than this? What, what is worse than this? What can a woman go through that is worse than this? For you, to, for you to even have your husband be there, you have to hire him. Are you getting into that? Yes. And for me, she was weary. She was tired. Raquel was. Leah was what? Tired. Her name meant weary. It meant tired. So Leah must have lived according to her name. So she must have been a weak and tired person who no potential spouse rewards or anticipate strength. Nobody wants to marry a weak woman, especially in our times. Is that not so? They tell you, I don't want a liability. I don't want a liability. Uh, she must be industrious. She must be strong. I don't want a liability. Leah was in liability from a human point of view. Are you understanding me tonight? She was weak. Why was she weak? Emotional traumas. Psychological traumas. Pains. Pain. 
it has a way of weakening your ability to do that. Discouragement. No self-esteem. All these things have been weakened her over the years. She has lost her identity. She has lost her self-esteem. A person is strong when the self-esteem is intact. Is that not so? Once your self-esteem has been weakened, you have been weakened. Once your morals have been weakened, you have been weakened. And that was what the mayor was going through. Serious emotional, psychological pains. She was weak. In fact, when Jacob saw her first time, he knew she was weak. You know, when you see a lady who has no self-esteem, you see it in her response. Even a guy, is that also? Sitting there as well. And when he saw her the first time, he knew that this one, she was weak. So I don't want a weak woman. I don't want a weak woman in my life. Nobody wanted. Nobody wanted. And because of this, these four predicaments, these four challenges, she became a candidate for God's compensation. Let me let you know something. God looks down on the weak. God looks down on the feeble. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, it says, when the poor is oppressed, it says, flex not for he that is higher than the highest will be guarded. In my country, they say it like this. A cow that does not have teeth to drive away flies from his buttocks. It is God that drives the flies away from his buttocks. That is when you need God the most. Some people say, heaven help those who help themselves, but that is a lie. Because if you can help yourself, you don't need heaven to help you again. <laughs> Are you getting to that? Heaven only helps those who cannot help themselves. Now, according to the point where she could not help us, herself, and God says, that is my candidate for compensation. She has suffered a lot of bad pains. She has suffered a lot of evils and evil. That one is the one I want to compensate. Leah needed a husband. She prayed for the husband. The husband came. Yet the husband never saw her as his wife. All through their marriage, he never saw her as what? His wife. Are you getting me tonight? Are you understand what I'm saying? What is life? When a man marries a woman and he never sees the woman as his wife. Because for him, that is not the package he was looking for. Are you understanding me tonight? Yes. Some of us, we are in environments and people don't value us because we are not what they are looking for. Praise God. Leah, in marriage, she needed her husband to love her. Yet, her husband will not love her. Leah had only one thing she needed after she got married. Only one thing. Do you know that Leah was not looking for children? Do you know? She didn't need children. Children were not honey. She was not looking for children. This teaching I broke it into that. I thought I could finish everything today, but that's what I broke it into. So next week I'll do out this second part, which I'm trying to tell you. Her greatest need and her only need in marriage was not children. Most of women come to marry needing children. Is that not so? Yeah. But Leah did not come into marriage needing children. Leah needed a husband. And when she got into marriage, she needed only one thing. 
And that was what our grandparents learned. That was what she really children. And you get what I'm saying? That was all she prayed for. And that was all she asked God to give her for her compensation. She wanted God to compensate her for Jacob's hatred. She all asked God, God, give me my husband's love. That was what she needed. But you know what? God had a better plan for her. Rather than giving her the love of her husband, God opened her womb. Are you getting it? Are you understand what I'm saying? Genesis 29, verse 31. Look at it again. Since and when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, you see, when the Lord did what? Tell your name of God sees. Tell your name of God sees. Tell your name of God sees. You see, all these things you are going through, you think that God is not saving them. You see them. All the pains you are going through, all the rejection, all the suffering, all the hardship. All the negative things you are going through. Let me tell you something. God is saving. God is saving. God is saving. Don't think he's, he's, he's playing with blind eyes to your suffering. No. Are you know something? Lord have been struggling. Lord have been fighting. Lord have been God sees. God what? God sees. He says, and when the Lord saw that Leah was eaten, he opened her but Raquel was buried. There's something that the Holy Ghost just showed me. He says, when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. But Raquel was buried. Why did he join these two phrases together? You must understand something. Or some, some, some. You must understand some things. He says, God opened her womb, but Raquel was buried. What does that mean? It basically means that both of them were buried. So Laban had two buried daughters. Are you getting me? You see, Jacob was so moved by looks that he was not careful about what was inside. And that's why you should be more careful about the inside than the outside. Are you understand what I'm saying? There were two buried ladies. Both of them were buried. But what happened? When God saw that Leah was hated, he said, No, I will open theirs with let Raquel. Let Raquel remain buried for the wife. So for God to have opened her womb, it means that her womb was first what? Closed. Are you getting me? Yes. So both of them were what? Were buried. But God's eyes sees. And because his eyes sees, he took the initiative to say, let me open this God's womb first. Her husband's law, but she knew that their greatest problem was not their husband's law. Their greatest problem was that both of them were married. Are you getting me? Some of the time we don't know our greatest problem and we don't know our greatest need. And that's why we pray without understanding. That's the reason why you have to learn how to pray more in tongues. Because remember, when we pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost helps us. Is that not so? Are you getting me? And as you pray in tongues, another prayer to learn how to pray is, Lord, I will be done. And then as you pray in tongues and ask for the will of God to be done, position yourself to receive anything that God sends to you. 
Why? Because most of the time we don't know our innermost need. Remember, we learned that last week. The challenges is what makes us know our real need. Both of them thought that their problem was prosper. But let me let you know something, especially in our society where childbearing is, and is, 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 is highly esteemed. What is the use for having a man when two of you cannot give him children? I know what I'm saying. He will take two of you as empty barrels. Is that not so? And he will go and look for a productive wife. So there was a major and a more serious challenge he had to give you. The challenge was that two of them were barren and they didn't. Are you getting me? But when God saw that Leah was hated, God said, No, I will take the initiative and I will open her While she was praying for her husband's love, God said, What is more important to you is not the love of this man. Some of us are praying for money. Your problem is not money. Are you getting me? Some of you are praying for some kind of thing. That, that is not your problem. Your real problem is bigger than that. And God knows that. That's why He's trying to fix that problem. He's trying to compensate you with the right thing. Are you getting into that? And God compensated Rachel, sorry, Leah, in his own way because he knows what was more important. How did God compensate Leah? He did this. Rachel had Jacob's love. Are you getting it? But God compensated Leah by giving her what Raquel did not have for a while, which was what? Fruitfulness. You see that? She was enjoying all oh, honey, honey, honey. But while she was enjoying honey, 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 she was like, oh no. Jacob was giving her double portion. I didn't get to me. But when she was producing no child, remember that's what Hannah experienced. While she was enjoying all the love of her husband, she was not enjoying posterity. There was no future. Because she was not producing children. Are you getting it? But at that point, ah, immediately, Leah started producing. And I tell you, despite the fact that she must have been enjoying the love of her husband, instead of becoming jealous of them, I pray for you this morning. The Lord will present you in such a way that people that think that they have better than what you have, they will soon become jealous of you in the name of Jesus. There's women always say, that if my husband will not love me, my children will love me. Is that not so? So at the point in time, when Rachel was, when Raquel was playing, you know, at my husband loved me, my husband loved me. When she does it in front of Leah, Leah will call her as a woman. Levi, Judah. She doesn't need to talk. That's all. And she's calling the name of her children. Raquel will just walk away. Why? Because when it means I am useless. Are you getting me? The future of my marriage has no future. Why? Because no child. God revealed Leah fruitful. He compensated her with fruitfulness. While Raquel was still buying, she was producing children. That's why I say it's my thought and not your thought. Either my ways or what Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, Well, I know the thought that I think towards you, said Lord. Talk of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. God has a bigger and better plan. He has a bigger and better plan. Number two, Raquel had the love of Jacob, but God compensated Leah by giving her more than what Raquel had. 
What was that? She had more children than Rachel. She gave birth to six sons and one daughter. But Rachel gave birth to only one, two sons. Are you getting what I'm saying? She had more than what Rachel had in childbearing. This is going to be very small. People are saying, Pastor, I have lost some things in that. Stop mourning over your losses. What God has to compensate you with is bigger than what you have lost. It may not come the same, it may not be the same thing that may come to you, but it will be bigger than what you have lost. Some of you are saying, ah, Pastor, I've lost money. Me, I've lost money in Ghana. Are you know something? Are you know something? But when God wants to compensate me, it may not be money they compensate me with. But what will it compensate me to be bigger than that money I've lost? Are you getting me? Some of you say, Pastor, I've lost friends. Ah, no problem. When God wants to compensate you, He may not compensate you with friends, but He will compensate you with maybe a spouse that is worth more than 10 friends. Are you getting me tonight? Are you understanding tonight? When God wants to compensate you, He will give you what others do not have and what they cannot have from the wife. Are you getting it? Today you are complaining, you are, maybe you are saying, God, I have lost so much. When it is time for him to obey you, he will give you what they don't have, and they will never have it for a while. And he will also give you more than what they have when he wants to compensate you. But what do you have to do, Charlie? You have to stay in the place of prayer. Are you understand what I'm saying? You have to stay in the place of what? Prayer. And number two, you have to be open to the will of God. God, I accept your compensation. I don't know how you are going to do it, but I your will be done. I accept your compensation. Are you getting it right? Leah! From the physical point of view, would have not gotten a husband. But she took it to her knees. She was not complaining and asking God, why me? God, why did you create me this ugly? God, why is it my sister that is not beautiful? God, why me? Why me? She was not there trying to shut people up for the same things to her. Some of us are good at talking to people, but we are very bad at talking with God. I know something. You are arguing with everybody around you for the rubbish you say about you, but you don't know how to talk with God. Many people are good at listening to public opinion, but they are very bad at hearing the voice of God. It's time to stop hearing what people are saying concerning you. Are you what I'm saying? It's time to stop talking to people. And it's time to start talking with God. We believe you have been blessed by this teaching. We invite you to watch more Techings on Pluru by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. You can subscribe and watch our YouTube channel for more videos or listen via Grace Life Podcast on Anchor FM. Grace to you.